Welcome to Double Dose of Raw Talk Podcast, your weekly dose of many discussions and opinions, a show where we get comfortable being uncomfortable. And remember, no topic is off limits. Now let's talk about it. Just keep it going, but you're right. You're right. <laughs> no, I, I'm like, what am I doing? I'm not hitting record here. Go ahead. <laughs> no, but it's like, it's like, you know, so we, it was easy for me to do that with my kids now because for so long we have this stigma that, you know, as a man, you're supposed to be strong and not weak and you can't cry and you can't show emotions and all that other jazz that, that Latinos tell their kids, you know what I'm saying? Um, but for me, the reason I feel like it was easy for me to adjust to this is because I was raised by my mom. So like, I didn't, I didn't have a male figure. You get what I'm saying? So the feelings and emotions that was around me, I mean, I was around girls. I had my mother and my sister. And that was it. And that's who I was around. And then my aunts and my, my you know, cousins and stuff like that. And right. then so it was like normal. It was normal to do that. And then the world was not normal. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to be a man and a man doesn't cry and a man doesn't feel things and he's not supposed to hurt or anything like that. It's like, and I believed it. And I was hard. Like, I, that's, but that's why for me personally, I, me knowing that one part of my life was all lovey-dovey and all that other stuff. And then the world made me tough, right? Let's say like pretending to be tough, right? The world made me pretend that I was tough and pretending that I was tough almost killed me. <laughs> so, so let's go there. You know what I'm saying? Like pretending to do all that stuff. And trying We're going to go like... there. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to so go like, there. Yeah. So trying to hold all that stuff in and be exteriorly tough you know what i'm saying was literally killing me like killing me internally uh mentally all that stuff and when i learned that all my weaknesses can be used as power i took control because everything that everything that that makes me bad right everything that makes me a bad person everything that makes me um selfish everything that makes me um self-aware or very independent everything that makes me that where some people might consider it bad that's that's my superpower that's what makes me so great and i say that and i say that because i'm nice and kind to everybody because i'm broken inside so why would i want to break someone else Mm. Mm. Do you, you, you get what I'm saying? It's like I I deal with I deal with depression uh, daily, like daily. I mean, I'm fucking living the greatest life you can think of, and I still wake up like that. So why would I cause that for someone else? So for me, it, every hey, I love you. How's it going? Da, da, da. Like everything is jolly, jolly, jolly happy. Because I know what it is to be miserable and dead inside. And I know what that feels like. So I w when I see that someone's going through that, I can't do anything but love them. Because it's that's, easy. That's, you know, that's the, I never begin a podcast episode like this. But because <laughs> of how this already started, I just hit record. 
And it makes perfect sense to everything that we're going to talk about today. So you remember, I sent you like an agenda, which is like an overview of shit, right? But I, I just pre-read it. I love it. I love it. I love it. When people just like, I skimmed through it. I'm like, perfect. Cause this is going to flow naturally. Yeah. But you made it make sense. You made it make perfect sense. And I don't know if it's one thing when people claim that they can have that type of a conversation. It's another when they can really stand 10 toes down on what they're claiming. You get what I'm saying? And for me, I think that's one of the things I've struggled with the most um, recently where I'm not expecting anybody who I meet either face to face, either virtual, anybody who I knew 10 years ago that I'm maybe working. None of that. I don't expect for there to be a sense of loyalty, but I do sometimes have an expectation that who they're going to serve is going to be their true self, who they really, really are, because that's what I do. You know, I, I said this from the very beginning on this platform, I have a little bit of a mystery and, and, and it's a mystery that is left to be discovered because I'm the type that I will open up with time. I've, you've earned that from me. I will open up to you. I will build that trust and that bond and, and, and that comfortableness with you. I will do that just as genuine people, right? Um, call it, call it because there might be a sense of protectiveness from me because of previous experiences, right? And, and that could be whether with a lover, a friend, family, whoever, but I just don't believe that everyone knows how to stand their ground on who they claim to be. And I think it's because they they don't know either A or both, A, how to face their experiences, right? The truth of it and who it's really impacted them to become and or B, how to face who they have become. That's what I think it is because it's not, it's not always, you know, a straight line. No, there is no such thing. Right. It doesn't exist. Right. But it's, it's also, also people, people. In my opinion, I, I I believe that a lot of people are ashamed. Mm. They're ashamed or embarrassed. Maybe not ashamed. Maybe embarrassed. Right. right. Maybe they're embarrassed of stuff. So they can't live their true selves, right? They have right. to put up this facade that they've built up. And that's, it's what makes them comfortable. It's right. what makes them feel safe. Right. See, for me, we were literally, they, we were talking uh, earlier and they asked, like, what is one fear you want to get rid of in 2023? Like my answer was, my answer was, my answer was, I want to, I want to get rid of saying yes so frequently. I want to be able to say no more often. I want to be able to say no more often, but that's not a fear. That's just something that I would like to conquer this year that I can say no more often. But a fear for me is nothing. I'm I'm literally not afraid of anything because I mean, I live by this. I genuinely live by this. I could wake up tomorrow morning. And everything that I have could be gone. Right. And I'd be okay. Right. Because I know how to get it back. Right. I get it. So I get it. I'm not, it- I'm not afraid of losing it because right. you can't lose. Listen, I can lose a business easy, easily. My building, God forbid, could burn down. I lose a business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow, I'll be perfectly fine because I know how to build it. Right. You right. can't you can't take away everything that I have in right. here and in here. You can take possessions. Yeah. Take them all. It won't make a difference. It literally wouldn't make a difference to me. I'll be sad for maybe about eight to ten hours. Okay. I think that's how long it'll take me to book a vacation. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> 
And it's that one. What is it? And it's that one coming. Because pretty much that's what's going to happen. I'm going to be sad. And then I'm like, all right, cool. I need some time away so I could focus mm-hmm. and reevaluate stuff and then come back with a plan. Right. Right. So, so fear, fear is what keeps people um, from reaching their greatness, from mm-hmm. reaching their, their ten toes down. This is who I am. Take it or leave it. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Because that's that's another thing. Not everyone's going to accept your true self. Mm. So what do you, like, we were talking about this, and, and I say it. What what are you willing to risk, right? Everybody goes, yo, are you are you willing to risk this to gain this, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's like the thing, especially for, for people like me, entrepreneurs like yourself, myself. You have a, a regular job as well. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, what are you willing to, to risk is the, is the word, Right? What are you willing to risk? And I never say that. I'm not willing to risk anything because I don't I don't risk shit. Like I don't I don't play those games. I am one hundred percent willing to lose everything to get what I want. Okay. To reach okay. my goal, to reach my goals in business, I'm willing to give up anything. Because I have. I've lost everything. I've lost everything before. Do you get what I'm saying? Like so so for me. Coming from from wanting to be an entrepreneur at a very earlier stage of my life, before I became a chef, before I became cooking, I was a graphic designer, right? So I would do flyers, business cards, websites, all this shit for people. And um, I was married at the time, and my ex-wife was like, "Yo, you're not, you're not doing like." <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, this ain't working. <laughs> like, this ain't it. I wasn't, yeah, yeah, this ain't it. This entrepreneur life, this, this shit ain't it for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was making no money. Like, honest to God, like, I'm keeping right. it on it. Right. Like, I was broke. Like, she she held it down, bro. Like, she paid the, the mortgage. She did everything. Like, she held it down. And she, but that opened my eyes because she literally was like, yo, you need to work for somebody if you're ever going to make it. Right? And I was like, you know, that shit didn't sit right with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, it didn't it didn't sit right with me. But I, I was I was married at the time. We had kids. Bills gotta get paid. You know what I'm saying? So you gotta do what you gotta do. So I, I went and I got a, a corporate job and I, I got a job in sales and doing that stuff. And I was good at it because you're good at anything you can put your mind to it. So I was really good at it. But I was miserable. You know what I'm saying? I was miserable there. And then it was causing misery at home. Right. So that shit was just like not, you know, it wasn't working. You know what I'm saying? There was a lot of shit going on. Shit wasn't working. And then, you know, you start to grow apart. You know what I'm saying? So we grew apart and we got a divorce and all this other stuff. And then I I got in trouble. Right? Like I got in trouble with the law. I did some fucked up shit. Uh, your boy got caught. Actually, no. You know what? Fuck this. I... What day? What year is this? We good. Um. So, <laughs> your boy. <laughs> yeah, this is this. We're just jumping right into the segment. This is as raw as it gets. That segment. Continue. <laughs> Welcome back, guys, to another week and another yeah. episode of the Raw Talk Podcast. There you go. That's a wrap. Continue. It. So, so allegedly, allegedly, right? I did, I did some fucked up shit, right? So what I did, because I'm, listen, my name is uh, Louis Barrios, better known as Chef Lucky. I am a restaurant owner. I am an entrepreneur. Um, 
I am a coach. I am opening a co- I'm actually starting a coaching program. I am a published author. I will be a published author by the end of this year. Um, I come from in the bio, in the introduction in my website, it says I'm just a kid from Union and Redwood Ave on the west side of Patterson. That's that's who I am. And I say it even even in books, websites, I there is there is nothing special about the food that I cook. There is nothing special about the type of food that I cook. The only thing special is that I'm cooking the food. Mm. Talk so, about it. I use simple ingredients because for me, simple is best. If you do it right, you can't fuck it up. Oh, so that's what I do. Let that so. apply to every <laughs> aspect of your life. Let let that sink yeah. in. Yeah. All right. It's true. All right. So I I did I was I grew up in the hood. I come from the hood. I come from the gutter. So I'll go back to that after this story. But so I just wanted to say that before I say this. So I didn't I I got in trouble. I got arrested. And I stood 10 toes down. I didn't say a word. Nothing. As I was being interrogated, interviewed, everything. And they're like, "Yo, we know this. We know I, I don't know what you're talking about, big dog." That was me. Who did it? I did it. That was it. There was there was no. That was it. There was it wasn't even a thought in my mind. Like, nah. I'm like I got this. Like I'm fine. And then, um, my little brother and my best friend, who now is my business partner, at the time was just my best friend, and my little brother. Um, I'll never forget it. I got I got arrested, and the cops were like saying some stuff, and, and one of the cops said something really slick. And I said, I said, oh, you don't know who I am. And he was like, what does that mean? I said, I won't be here more than a half hour. <laughs> and he was like, he said, what? <laughs> I was like, yo, I won't be here more than a half hour. I was like, I won't be here more than a half hour. So I sit down in the interrogation room, 15 minutes, no bullshit. 15 minutes pass by. The chief of police comes inside. He goes, who are you? I said, me? Like, yeah, who are you? I was, I'm nobody. He said, my name is Louis Barrios. I am nobody. He was like, you can't be nobody if the mayor of Patterson is calling uh, because they're on the way to pick you up. I go, hmm. And I looked at the car and said, told you. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. So, no, the interview was real. The, the crime was alleged. The crime was alleged. <laughs> the crime was alleged. So, so, so yeah, so that's, that's, that's how 10 toes down I, I am. That's how raw and and real and I am because I, like I said, so at that point, obviously I lost everything, right? Right. Obviously. Correct. Um, so first it was, first it was, um, it was the marriage, right? So I lost the marriage. Um, obviously I lost my job (laughs) and then, um, I ended up, um, I, I really, I really didn't end up uh, doing jail time or anything like that. I just, um, I had a really good lawyer. Mm-hmm. So, so we're going to leave it at it. that. Um, <laughs> now that's what it and then, is. And then, and then, what and then that's is. what it was. Yeah. And then I ended up, I ended up, um, I ended up living, um, I ended up living at my sister's house at the time. And my sister had a daughter and yeah, she had a daughter and she had a one bedroom apartment. Like it was, she had a two bedroom, a bedroom for her and a bedroom for her daughter. And then I slept on the couch. And while doing this, um, 
I got a job at the Brownstone to do deliveries and stuff like that. Then I worked my way up from doing deliveries to cooking to working at their at the college and all this other stuff. And again, I was just doing this solely to make money because I had to pay child support and I had to. Right. It wasn't really like a passion or anything like that. It was just it was just you got to do what you got to do because you got to you got to your kids got to eat. You know what I'm saying? Like you, your ex wife needs money for this. Like you have to provide. And I wasn't always able to do that. You know what I'm saying? So like I had to make sure that I just continued to work and try to figure out how to how to come from the arrears and try to get all this money back to, to the point where where you know where we are now where it's like irrelevant at this point. But doing all that and then um I decided one day I was just gonna open a, a business. I was like, yo, I'm just, like I know that being an entrepreneur is for me. And then at that time, not only is it for me, but it was gonna be really difficult to get a corporate job with a criminal background like let's right. just let's just be honest you know what i'm saying and and then that was it and then literally i started a catering company out of my sister's one bedroom apartment like yeah. <laughs> seriously so like i did weddings and parties and all this crazy shit out of my sister's one bedroom apartment right. and then you know um my life started to get a little bit better a little bit better and then um i ended up uh getting in another relationship uh after and then in that relationship, um, things ended up rocky or whatnot. And then, but a lot of that was self-inflicted. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, you know, how there's always two sides to a story. There's only one yeah. with mine because it's always the truth. So it doesn't even matter. Like right. the truth is that I ended up getting um, addicted to, to drugs, to painkillers and stuff like that. So which, it ended up taking which... a we're going to tackle that one in, in the double. So it ended sure. up taking, it ended up taking a, a large part of my life away from me. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Where, where I was, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know where I was coming. I didn't know where I was going. I was just, I was lost. I was like a lost little kid, you know? And then that was it. I hit rock bottom. I ended up living in my car. I had a Ford Focus. Yeah. Like a 96 Ford Focus. I think it was. I ended up living in my car and I was sleeping at Pathmark in Clifton and the cops pulled me over and the car didn't have like insurance and shit, bro. <laughs> it was just my house, you know? So I remember I called, I called my best friend who again happens to be a member of the police department. So I called him and I was like, yo, they about to do this. And he was like, yo, I'll be right there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like, so then, you know, it didn't, it, you know, I ended up, they didn't take my car and all this other stuff. And my best friend at the time was like, yo, just come stay at my house. He was, he was a bachelor at the time. He was like, yo, just come stay at my house. We're going to figure it out. And I stayed at his house and he was like, yo, you got to do something, bro. He's like, you can't stay like this forever. You got kids and da, 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 da. And this is a single dude at the time. He owned a house. He was a single dude. And he would like on the weekends when it was my weekends with the kids, he would like convert his house into like a kid friendly fucking house for me. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the type of friends that I have. And, and I was like, damn bro, like how can I ever, like I need to be what these people think I am or the potential that they see in me. You know what I'm saying? So then that was it. Honestly, I ended up, I ended up starting, um, chef Lucky's kitchen, um, which was, uh, no, I started the catering, Mi Familia catering. And yeah, and then that was it. That was the launch. And then I started to work on myself to for all the past trauma and shit that I've been through. 
So I ended up working on myself. Um, about two years ago, I was 327 pounds. So I ended up, right now I'm like 170 something. So I've lost over 100 something pounds. And doing that, finding myself, um, finding therapists, people that I wanted to talk to, people that I felt comfortable talking to, um, and then surrounding myself with the right people. I think that that's, that's something that a lot of people take for granted. Mm. You know, it's like, just because you've known somebody so long, doesn't mean that they have to be there forever. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. And I mean that, and I mean that, and, and it's sad because I mean that with like even family and like relatives and stuff like that. I don't know, man. I'm just, so- <laughs> I, I, I literally post it. I literally, I have this reel that I'm working on and like, literally like, it's what it says. It's like, I'm just, I'm just choosing peace right. over everything, you know, like, over everything. It's, it's funny you're hitting on this because, um, last week's Solita episode definitely highlights, even if it is family. Um, what does that look like to choose peace? And what is even more interesting, and 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 this is, you know, this is why I'm very intentional with the shit that I put out here on my episodes. This is why I wanted to tackle with you and highlight your story, which we just dived right in. And so if you know me, you know that there's just times I'm just going to let this shit flow. Because if it's going to flow, it's going to flow. I wanted to highlight with you what it, the, the whole concept of being the black sheep of 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 the family and for me it's being la problematica the problematic one, right, right? Mm-hmm. um because we do things just a little bit different in in our own way you know we do things that for some is completely wrong for others it's like i would never um when no, you say I'm, that's my life <laughs> right when you say you're not afraid to lose things i i i've i've heard people say that I, I don't have fears i'm not afraid to lose but and you I never f- believed him right <laughs> right I, I feel i feel like that's where the front comes in where it's right. like you know they they act like they're okay with it but really is it that or is it that you just have no choice but to be okay with it it's not that you're really so, okay no with it. yeah i think i think that 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 aspect of it is true but that right. aspect is ego right right Right, exactly, exactly. That's ego. To to the point that you said earlier, right, um, about taking risks, I, I think it's one thing to take risks and, you know, say, oh, you know, uh, am I doing it strategically or not? I like to think I'm taking chances on things. I like to think that, that I'm taking a chance at another opportunity that's coming my way right. or that I yeah, absolutely 100%. just want. That's how I like to look 100%. at it. 100%. Right. From for what you just shared with us about your your story, and we're like I said, we're diving right in into the next segment. Um, <laughs> for you being, you know, and I didn't. I, for the record, ladies and gentlemen, I didn't call him this. He called himself this a long time ago during an IG live. For you being the black sheep, right? The the problematic one, you know, the one that everybody's like, Ugh. how do you how do you think? to where you are today and, and going back, reflecting back, looking back at all of it. Cause you just recounted all of it for us. Right. How do you think you're able to stand today 
10 toes down, right? And you're able to say, I am proud of that story. I am because proud I am, of it. Because I've, I've, learned to, I've learned to accept it. To the point that That's I'm it. saying, right? There's people who are not really, you know what I mean? They don't accept it. accept it. Got it. They, they, okay. they just don't accept it. Um, there's, there's a, there's a, I guess a stigma, right? Mm-hmm. On, 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 there's a stigma on being a bad person or yes. there's a stigma on, on stuff like that. You know, it's like, well, this is who you are. That's who you are. Right. But fuck. I am right. who I say I am and I'm going to create who I say I am. So right. therefore there's no, there's no illusion to, to me. Right. There's zero illusion. There's no, there's no like, oh, he's just fronting for the gram. No, because the gram gets me more raw than anybody does. Mm-hmm. So I don't front. I put, I put success on the gram and I put failure on the gram. Wow. And the thing for me, the thing for me is that I don't fail. Right. See, this is, this is, I've never failed anything I've ever done in my entire life. Okay. I, I haven't. I've just learned different ways of how not to do something. You know what's so interesting, and I love that you just said that because tying it back into I've lost, right? You don't see that as failure. I didn't lose anything. Right. I I don't. I see it as a different okay. If I even all right, so for me, recipes, right? Recipes. For me, it's easy. I'll just explain it through recipes. No, let's do the recipes. That's exactly what's on that segment. (laughs) Recipes. Let's go. Let's go. So for me, for me personally, right? So when I first started to to master the Cuban sandwich. Right. That's that's one of my most prideful uh, pieces. Right. When I when I've st- started to master that. I've probably burnt 10,000 fucking Cuban sandwiches. Do you get what I'm saying? I've I've undercooked the pork 20,000 times. I've overcooked it another 20,000 times. It does. It literally doesn't like those were all just just steps and just things. Now. Now you have to see it. It's a science. It's not even, I, I, so I don't eat pork no more. Okay. Right. And this is interesting. So, right. So I I don't, I mean, I, no, I'm lying. I'm sorry. I don't eat pork as much anymore. Okay. Okay. So when I make the pork for the Cuban sandwich, right. I make it. I don't taste it. I, I know it's, I know how it tastes. I don't need to taste it. I haven't changed the recipe since I since I perfected it. I haven't changed it. I know how it I know how it tastes. Talk your shit. Okay. So when my when my employees make it, okay. I taste it. Okay. I always taste it. Okay. This is how I do it. So I put my hand, I grab a piece of pork, and then I spit it out. Oh, so tell. I don't care. I just want the flavor. You can taste the flavor. You don't need to eat it. But but to them, you got to see them. You got to see them. They're just like, oh, we fucked up. Like, oh, this, oh, we fucked up. Like, the first time I do it. After a while, they're already used to it. They right. know I'm not going to eat right. it. But right. But the first time, oh, <laughs> I fucked up. And for me, it's like, yo, you, no one's ever fucked up because, again, you're just learning a way of how not to do something. Right. That's that's what I try to tell everybody. And I... And and that's why like one of and it's you know that I we we just hit on it a little bit but like that's literally my my pitch to my coaching program that I'm launching this year my uh-huh. my opening line to it is that it is a fail proof program you can't fail if you do the program okay. it is one million percent guaranteed to succeed 
in life and in business if you follow my plan. Okay. And the and the reason I say that, the reason I say that is because there's only one thing that can make you fail my program, and that's if you don't want to work. Okay. So if okay. you don't put in the work, it doesn't matter whose program you're in. But my steps to get to where it is is easy because everything I'm teaching people the stuff that no one taught me. Right. Right. So I personally lost. Right. And this is lost monetary wise. Oh, I've lost. I've lost hundreds of thousands of dollars to be able to sit and talk about what I'm talking about now. So it's, so it's easy for me to say, Hey, listen to me, don't do it that way because you're going to fucking fail or you're going to do something wrong. I already did it. Do you have $30,000 right now when you fucked that up? Right. Cause I didn't, I didn't have it when I fucked up. Now I got to go borrow money and go ask for loans and go do all this shit. So I'm trying to help people avoid the same mistakes that I made because to them, See, everyone's not built like me, right? <laughs> so some people, some people will crash, and it'll be over for them. Right. I've and that's, been some that people, goes back. I've been right, and people, that goes back, yeah. and that goes back to what I said. Like, I, I, I can lose everything, and I'd be perfectly fine. Right. I would be perfectly fine because I'm not afraid. I'm not right. afraid of work. One, I'm not afraid of work, right? And that, like, I'm not afraid of it. I'm at the stage in my life where I feel like. I need to, I need to work less, mm. right? Because I feel like, I, I mean, I work hard, bro. Like, I, 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 I do a lot of behind the scenes stuff mm. and stuff like that. And I, it, it, I want to, I, I'm in the position right now to build other people. Okay. Right. Okay. And that's what I'd rather do. I'd rather build other people mm-hmm. than me actually cook every single day but that doesn't i'm not saying that i don't want to cook because for me in order to me to be creative and for my mind to work with food and all that stuff i literally have to touch the food you have to got it if if i'm just if i'm just like so i'm so at at chloe's it i'm i'm what is called an executive chef right so the executive chef is actually the head chef but the executive part is the behind the scenes part the bills the payroll all that other stuff so right now, I I take care of that stuff. Uh, I take care of a lot of the behind the scenes. Um, my my business partner, uh, he takes care of a lot of uh, the stuff that has to deal with like the front of house and all that stuff. I make sure everything is good in the kitchen. I go grocery shopping. I touch the produce. I touch all the food. I buy the food. I price it. I do all that stuff. So most of the time, I'm not in the kitchen that much because I have to do all that other work. You get Got what I'm it. saying? Got it. But when it's time for something new to happen, right? Like let's say uh, spring is coming, right? So spring, mm-hmm. is, I mean, well, summer supposedly is coming, all this stuff. So right. obviously you want to change and adapt some things to your menu to make it more friendly for the spring and summer. Mm-hmm. I can't do that behind my desk. Okay. So I, see I cannot saying. be, I cannot be creative. I don't have it in me unless I'm cooking. Unless you're that, yeah, that makes sense to me. I, I kind of just envisioned all of that of of what it's like for me when it comes to my career and when it comes to my creative space. I I envisioned right. all of that just now, uh, because on both sides, for me, there's things that it has to be me 
there doing it and then there's everything else that's that i'm doing it from behind you know the desk no trust me i've 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 recently learned how to delegate um recently really can can we touch on that a little bit um you said earlier you are seeking now and to live 10 toes down in peace right and 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 where your journey has taken you right um you tried the corporate you're you're in the entrepreneurship you saw how i'm not gonna call it you know i'm i'm a divorcee okay I am not going to call that a failure. I'm more, I'm more so going to call that a pivot when it comes to my relationships, when it comes to my commitments, right? That commitment pivoted into no longer a commitment, right? But what would you, not but, more so, how would you explain going into the era of 10 toes down from an interrogation room to living in peace, right? And, and going mm-hmm. into a, a space of 10 toes down from a marriage that pivoted into you being in your very safe. I I like to call it now a safe, selfish space. I like to call Mm -hmm. it that. Okay. Because I was feeling a lot of guilt, feeling selfish. Then I was like, "Uh uh-uh, this is also protective mode. This is also safety, right? How do you, how do you do that unpacking? Where was the unpacking for you? Because now you're saying I'm learning now how to delegate. I'm now going into the teaching part too. Would you right. say that you've had to do unpacking for that as well? As if No, yeah, no. So I, I literally I literally um so let's let's use it in like, like in a funny sense so I can get serious in a yeah. second. Um, <laughs> no, it's all good. So basically so basically I would say I would say I have a book bag. Mm-hmm. Right? Before I had like two, three suitcases. Okay. Do you get what I'm saying? So like three years ago, uh four years ago, five years ago. Okay. Five years ago, I've um, I've started to genuinely work on all my issues, personally. Ooh. So, um, because there was a lot of times, I would say about eighty percent of the time, relationship wise. Okay. Um, eighty percent of the time, relationship wise, I was a problem. Oh, oh. I, I oh. genuinely, I genuinely was the problem. And I didn't understand that I was a problem. Okay. Right? Because you're never, you're never the one. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's always someone else. You mm. get what I'm saying? So I didn't know that until um, my daughter. <laughs> my daughter told me that I was a problem. Did she? Yeah. And, um, yeah. And my daughter made me the... My daughter made me the father that I am. Yeah. Right? So I consider myself like an amazing dad. And it's because of her. Like, like anybody who knows me knows that for a fact. Like, I was, I, I have a, I have two girls and two boys. Mm-hmm. My oldest is my daughter. Mm-hmm. My second oldest is my other daughter. Now, my second oldest is the one that I told, tell you changed my life. Mm-hmm. So my first daughter, I was an absentee father. I was an absentee father. And, it's getting me teary um, for a reason. Just so you know. <laughs> there's, there's, so, a, there's a reason why. There's a reason. I, I may or may not share in about five minutes, but there's a reason. It's okay. Yeah. So I was, I was an absentee dad um, because I wasn't in a relationship with her mother. 
So I wasn't, I, <laughs> we, we joke about this story now. And back then I genuinely didn't care about this story, but as I did healing and took time and realized it, it was, it was a bad story, but me and my daughter, we joke about it now. But the day that my daughter was born, my oldest daughter, the day that she was born, her mother called me. I was drunk out of my mind. And her mom was like, oh, I'm in the hospital. I'm about to give birth. I said, all right, cool. And I hung up the phone and I went to sleep. And I went to sleep. And when I woke up, I was like, oh, let me go to the hospital. And that was it. Do you get what I'm saying? So yeah. that's, so, so that's how, because again, this wasn't my girl. You know what I'm saying? Right. This was just somebody that I was talking to, shit happened, whatever. We had a baby. Um, and then I ended up meeting um, this young lady who worked at the same office. I was probably, and oh, this was mad young too. Let me go back to that. First of all, I was like 17 years old. Oh my God, you was a baby? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's not, let's not sit here and pretend that I was some like full grown adult. I was fucking 17 years old with not a fucking clue what I was doing in my life. So let's not, I don't want to pretend that. I was a grown man. I was 17 right. years old. And then um, my the girl that I met who ended up being my wife, she had a daughter when I okay. met her, right? Okay. And our relationship went from literally working together to her saying that she never wanted to talk to me because I was a playboy and all this other shit, right? Yeah. This is my ex-wife. <laughs> Into us being at a Christmas party. We were at a Christmas party for our function and we kissed because on a dare for a Corona. I, I'm telling you, I was like, y'all go get you a Corona and give me a kiss. Some wow. stupid shit like that. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what I said. Okay. <laughs> wow. So then, no, but, but listen, it gets, it gets crazy. I'm going to tell you how crazy this relationship is <laughs> in a good way and a bad way. But <laughs> so, so this happened on Christmas, right? Mm. A Christmas party. So around Christmas time, um, Two weeks later, I want to say, two weeks later, she moved in with me. You know, right? nice. I, I think things just happen though sometimes. That's, that's what I'm saying. So, so that's what I'm saying. So she, so she moved in with me and obviously she had a kid, right? Mm -hmm. And now as a mother, right? As a mother, you're around your fucking kid all the time. Yes. Do you get what I'm saying? Oh, the as a father time. at the time. Right. So as a father at the time. I wasn't with my baby mother, so it was like, it is what it is. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So then having this little girl in my house every day, having this little girl become a part of my family, become a part of my life, I was like, wait a minute, bro. Like, if I can do this for this kid, why can't I do that shit for my kid? Mm. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? What and an that, unpacking and we could, we could, moment. Boom. That's what I'm wow. saying. So that's, so that's what happened. So, so me being, me being the father that I am today mm. is solely because of how amazing this little girl made me feel being a full-time dad. Right. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. So that changed my whole life. And then, um, three Christmases ago, three Christmases ago, uh, that little girl who I raised her entire life, when I met her, she was Like 14, 15 months old. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I raised her her whole entire life. She's 23, 22 years old right now. Right. Whole life. Three years ago, she changed her last name. She has my last name. So your last name. Like that was my, that was my gift. 
that she gave me. So the, like, yeah. the onset of that unpacking, right? The onset of that unpacking in that moment is so pivotal. It's so mm -hmm. pivotal. And, and, and I want to say this because of, of what it means for, I'm going to sound a little, this is going to be problematic. Okay, here we go. Cause we give a lot. Listen, I'm a woman. Okay. I'm all for being a parent. And sometimes you are a parent doing it alone and all this other stuff. Shout out to my son's father. We co-parent so perfect today. Um, as perfect as they can get and shout out to his wife. But sometimes, um, we do go through shit. Right. And, and, and I find it that a lot of the time is valid. It's valid for a lot of us to be upset. It's valid for us to be like, what the fuck? But you have ever so often a bunch who just uses that to be given just that grace, to be given that mm -hmm. excuse, right? And and for me, I've learned with time because once upon a time I was a shitty human being who would judge. And I and I say that shitty because I had no place in certain situations to place any judgment. Okay. Right. But today I'm able to look at certain people, and a lot of those certain people are men who are 10 toes down with whom they are, who they were then, who they are today, how those pivots happened. And this is, this is what it is. This is their story. Right. And I commend a lot, a man who learns from those moments, who has that pivotal moment and learns from those moments where they weren't, their front and center, whether it's yeah. a child, whether it's whatever the case may be. I, I commend those men. Um, I, I a whole extra, chapter in my book about that. I extra commend <laughs> a man who can apologize about it, yeah. but also you don't need to dwell on that apology. I, we all, we all should be allowed to continue living and continue moving on. But I commend extra, um, to those men because, um, Everyone who knows this show knows that ever so often I throw in there a dose or two on a double uh, about my life. Um, my my father, he he was a different dad for me and for my younger brother. And even for us, too, it was there was a difference. But compared to my older siblings, uh, there there was a lot of he, he became a dad at a teenager. You know, there, there was right. there was a lot of, oh, you know, I still like to hang out. I still liked all that. All that good stuff. Right. Yeah, and 100%. yeah, and I always say sometimes, you know, when me and my mom have those conversations, my mom will tell me, and it's so funny, shout out to her. She'll say, you know, I think you're brave because you, you left your marriage when you were unhappy, you got a divorce, you didn't stay. Right. And I have in turn told my mom, I think you're brave because you gave him a chance and you took a chance on him and he changed mm -hmm. and he did, you guys stayed mm -hmm. and you guys have made it work. And, and he proved to you that he was able to change. He proved to you that he was able to do right by you. And, mm -hmm. and everything is in fucking alignment, y'all. By the time this episode comes out, it is the week of my parents' 50th wedding anniversary. And that. <laughs> like, for me, it's, it's, it's huge. No, but that's beautiful. But if you can, if I, if I can interject yes. really quick, cause I'm yeah. going to forget. Um, so, so your mom saying that you were brave from walking away, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. That's new generation. Yeah. Yeah, it it's is. New generation. It is. Her, you being proud of her, she was never going anywhere. That's old school generation. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to figure it the fuck out. Yeah. We're going to figure it out. 
you get what I'm saying? And, 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 and in, in, in defense of your dad, he figured it the fuck out. I consider he did. He's not perfect. But that's what I'm saying. Now, now, no, but no one is. No one right. is. I'm not perfect right. at all. Nowhere near. Right. And I and I'm I'm comfortable in knowing that I'm not perfect. Right. You get what I'm saying? Right. But I know that I know that I am way better than mm. I was at 17 years old. I know that I'm way better than I was when I was living out of a car and I couldn't pay child support mm-hmm. and she took me off so I wouldn't get arrested. I know that I'm better than all that. Do you get right. what I'm saying? Right. I'm not perfect, but I'm better. Starting this business in in doing even to this day, even to this day, as as an owner, as a very successful owner of businesses, I still, which I control my schedule. I control whether I work, whether I don't want to work. I control all that. To this day, I still miss certain events because those are choices I have to make. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's like, do I cancel on a potential twenty thousand dollar night? To go see a twelve-year-old play basketball, right, right. Those are choices Those are you choices. have to make, absolutely. Right, and I'm okay with the outcome of both of those choices. Right. If I say no to the event, I'm okay because I'm going to get it back in another event. And if I say no to my son, he plays twenty-six basketball games a year. He'll be fine. You're going to be able to. <laughs> do, you, do you get what I'm saying? <laughs> You know, Wait, it's, was, no, but I'm, it's so true, and it's crazy. It's crazy because I I was just having this conversation with my with my sister. Shout out to my sister. I said, if if we cannot sit here and have us and really analyze all our memories, and if we cannot sit here and acknowledge a good memory or five of them with our parents, because we're so focused on the negative, or is it really that there was never good stuff? Because I remember good stuff. I do. I refuse to be just focused on the negative. I can see it. I know it's there. It's I know it happened. It's easy. But it's easy. Everyone focuses on the on the negative. Right. It's the easiest thing. Like, it's the same thing. It's the same thing when you want to do something. You're gonna find ten reasons why you shouldn't do it before you find one why you should. Right. Right. And that's what it is. If 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 my kids, if my daughter could be right here and could speak, she can tell you the darkest moments of my life. And and if you asked her, do you remember that or do you remember the good times with us? Do you get what I'm saying? Because it's easy. It's so easy. I I I still to this day get judged on who I was, and that's why that's why for me it's the most peaceful thing in the world where I could just be like, oh cool. I'm sorry. I don't know who you're talking about. Right. 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 I, that person died. I apologize. We, I, and I always say it in a joking matter because I'm, I'm sarcastic as fuck. So I always <laughs> say it like a really, I always say it like in a real sarcastic way. Like they'll be like, oh shit, yo, you remember when you did this and blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't speak ill of the dead. Ooh. Amen to that. RIP. That's it. I don't, I don't speak <laughs> ill of the dead because that, that's like I'm, the reason, the reason that I am. We, I, I don't know if did I say it on the live or something. I think I said it on the live. I am the most popular loner right. <laughs> in like the world, right? Like everyone knows me. Everyone um, hangs out with me. Everyone comes to the restaurant, comes to the cafe, comes to the food truck events, all that stuff. If I'm outside, everybody's outside. But I'm never outside. Do you get what I'm saying? I, I like being by myself. This is the most comfortable I've ever been in my life. 
I remember times where I used to need to be around people to feel alive. Now these niggas drain me. Like, I'm drained. I'd rather be alone and excited and happy about life than surrounded with people who are just draining me of my of my peace or happiness. And it's 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 sad because you see and I, and I, what did I what was it that I I said oh I I think I said everybody makes fun of me because I'm always alone, but you're you're surrounded by people who talk about you. It doesn't. It doesn't make sense. I think. To me. I think you just say that on a live, and I think I remember it when you said yeah, that. Yeah, it doesn't make sense because so many people are so comfortable—not comfortable, but they need to feel comfortable around people. Yeah. Because they're so unsure of who they are. Right. I think, and that I'm is, not unsure that anymore. Is, that, that is very interesting, and 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 I like your perspective on that. You know, in touching with your journey on on even your the way this has all impacted your relationships. Um, and, and let me just say this. I, I, I just love how everything just fell into place with what I wanted to cover in the as raw as I got segment. It did. Um, I want to go into the double or nothing because I, I have some questions there for my thought process of how I want to, yeah. um, you know, uh, hit it off on that conversation on that segment with the conversation I want to have. I want to add a little more spice to this because you did hit us off with some recipes here. Um, I want to know in the double or nothing, knowing everything that you know and all of the experiences that you've had and all these journeys, how have you been able to apply that in continuing? In my opinion, based on what I know of you and what I've gotten to know of you, you do have a very successful life. I'm not talking about your businesses. I'm talking about your successful life. Okay. Now I want to tackle your businesses and I want to tackle what, what has that looked like for you? When it comes to the old-fashioned pandemic debate, the whole um, entrepreneur versus the nine-to-five, I want to know what does that look like for you because you just highlighted a few things. You highlighted, you know, the delegating. You highlighted the coaching. You highlighted, you know, building others, right? And a lot of that, although there's entrepreneurship, I do find it that a lot of the time it overlaps and there's certain skills and techniques and, and programs that are very corporate-like that you could put in place when it mm-hmm. comes to the entrepreneurship. How do you cope with and how do you deal with the unpacking of that pandemic debate of which one is better, which one is over than the other? Because I feel that that impacts a lot and reflects a lot off of the type of leader you can be. Right. Right. Well, that's so. So, okay. So just with that line that you just said, so I pride myself in that. Yeah. I I tell people all the time, I'm not a boss. I'm I'm not a boss because a boss will tell you what to do. I'm not trying to tell you what to do. I'm going to show you. I'm a leader. I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you how I do it. Yes. I'm going to show you the, the way, the way. So I like to hire people that don't have experience. Talk about that. Talk, talk, yeah. talk about that. Cause so, I'm a so believer, I'm so a believer of your, you're an expert in your experiences. So talk about that, right. how you're giving someone that chance from scratch. Yeah. Talk about that. So, so Bill Gates, Bill Gates said something. Bill Gates said he hires, um, was it that he said? Lazy people. I think I've heard so that. Bill yes. Gates from Microsoft says that he hires lazy people because lazy people are going to find the easiest way to do the job. <laughs> I've heard that. Think about it though. 
right? So now if you find, now let's say you hire someone and they find the laziest way to do the job, right? Yeah. But the job gets done. Yeah. The job gets done. Do you understand that if you, and this is, this is, I mean, I'm listen, I'm a business owner, so I'm going to say it and I'm going to be honest about it. That's genius. You know why? Because if I hire an executive chef, uh-huh. I'm paying a crazy amount of salary, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to pay a crazy amount of salary, right? Yeah. But if I hire someone that doesn't know shit. <laughs> yes. Do you see? Do you see where I'm going with this? But no. But the truth is that that's I, I, I like to hire people that don't know. And it's not because, I mean, obviously it's because of the money in the business aspect of it. Yeah. In the business aspect of it, it's obviously because of the money. I can right. pay someone less money. Right. Right. But with me, I'm going to pay you less, but I'm going to give you the tools to when you want to and if you ever want to leave yeah. from my presence you are established enough to get paid what you deserve to get paid by any other company or you can start your own company because you've learned everything that I've taught you right. so that's what I give to my employees right. that's what I give so besides the paychecks, besides that, I give you lessons on how to do things the right way, how to do, and I, and it might not be the right way, how to do things my way, mm. because in my kitchen, it's my way. Right. So we do it my way and everybody, and that's everybody, it's, it's very har- harmonious. We can all function all at the same time because everybody has their roles. No one oversteps. Everyone knows their position. I'm not worried about that. That's why I hire people that don't know stuff because I can teach them. I can mold them. Right. And again, and the reason I do that too is because I am a success story from that aspect. I started washing dishes, doing deliveries, doing all that stuff to get to where I am. So I'm sorry. Um, and I and I always say this. I apologize to anybody who thinks that they deserve more than me or thinks that they're better than me. Or if you went to school to be a chef, you can't step foot in my kitchen because you don't know life. You don't know, you don't know, those books don't teach you when you can't pay rent. Those books don't teach you that. Those books don't teach you all that stuff. I never went to school for culinary. I didn't go to school for it. I don't have a chef degree. I don't have any of that stuff. But I've taught at colleges. I've been a guest speaker for chef schools, all that stuff. And every time I start the sentence off with, I don't have a degree in culinary. Because I want them to know that I got there because I worked to get there. Because you are an expert of your experiences. This is why I say this all the time. And that's it. And it's the same thing with resumes. That's why I never ask for anybody's resume. Mm -hmm. I never ask for their resume. I always tell you, if someone, when I apply, when I tell people that I'm looking for a chef, I get tons of people that apply. I say, okay, cool. Come tomorrow to work. Like what? I'm like, come to work. If we can't work together, right. I'm going to pay you and I'm going to send you home and I'm going to wish you luck. Right. No harm, no foul. I don't give a fuck about your resume. Right. Because if we pulled resumes, I'm not supposed to be a chef. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Yeah. If, if, if we pulled resumes, this is, I'm not supposed to be this. So I, that's, that's that aspect of it. Now going back, what was the second part of that question? It was about the leadership. The unpacking. The unpa- well, oh, the leadership. The unpacking so, we already talked about, but it was definitely on, on the leadership. For for me, I and and 
you know what? Fuck it. We're just going to. Oh, it was the pandemic. You want to know the pandemic debate. And, and that's yeah, why okay. I want to dive yeah, yeah. into that. I want, I want to, I want a page out of your recipe book on, on that pandemic debate. Yeah. That's what I want. So, so really quick. So I feel like the pandemic gave people money that they were willing to risk to follow their dream. Okay. 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 So that, that's. That's what I feel, right? So the pandemic, um, the Biden administration, um, the 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 end of the Trump with all the stimulus and all the PPPs yeah, and all that yeah. other stuff, yeah. all that money gave people who who let's say for one their rent was reduced or they had help for their rent with the pandemic, all that stuff. So all that money just sat there, right? Yeah. Now, now this is this is gonna hurt. A lot of people, right? So this is, <laughs> so so this is this is the mentality of the poor, mm, right? Mm. So so the mentality of the poor is, you have all this money. How can I get rid of it? Mm. Mm. So everyone during the pandemic, not everyone, a lot of people that uh-huh. I know, and a lot a of lot people of that people. you might know, yes. Um, decided to open businesses during the pandemic and all this stuff because they technically weren't risking their money. Technically, if we're being honest. I mean, it was their money, but it wasn't their money. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, they didn't work for it. So they were willing to risk it. Um, and a lot of people, um, and, and listen, I'm not knocking it because a lot of people succeeded. Right. So I'm not knocking it. You get what I'm saying? I'm definitely not knocking it. Um, a lot of people succeeded. A lot of people failed. A lot of people lost more money than they invested. A lot of people yes. did a lot of other stuff. And yes. and then to in the comparison in the comparison of a nine to five and entrepreneur life, right? The comparison to that is is there's 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 it's huge. Obviously, the, the comparison. Some people are just willing to are comfortable. Mm-hmm. Some people don't have the creativity or or the other aspect of it to be an entrepreneur. Right. Correct. Like, this isn't this isn't for everybody. Correct. Like, this life isn't for everybody because now it's nice and now it's sweet and now I'm having a good time and all that other shit. But it wasn't always like that. This is mm-hmm. I like I say it took eight years for me to become an overnight success. Yeah. Yeah. Like right now I'm on top of the world. Everybody wants me. I get booked here, I get booked there. Everybody wants me. Seven years ago, I couldn't cook for free. I would be like, yo, you buy the food, I'll cook it. They're like, nigga, I don't know you. You ain't a chef. Right. You get what I'm saying? Now, I'm not even showing up if the money don't... I'll send a team. I'm not going. Like, if that... If if it ain't got, like, five zeros... If it ain't got five zeros in... (laughs) And, and let, me, let me let me add another <laughs> let me add another spice to this because you know we're discussing this debate and seven years from now what does that look like for you seven years from now i'll be on a beach renting jet skis and scooters okay okay with, with with the recipe book already made with the recipe book already made uh the restaurant's still running um my son running the food truck my daughter taking care of the cafeteria Maybe expansion, um, yeah. another restaurant. Um, yeah, no, man. This, Listen, this is part of the journey. So I'm literally, I'm literally, literally just getting started. Yeah. Oh, like, honestly, oh. I'm going, I'm going to finish my 10 year plan with a bang. 
Yeah. Like I am going to, I'm not going to, I'm going to make sure that everyone that means something to me is taken care of. Amen to that. Well, and, it, and it's not financially. No. And I don't mean it like I'm going to pay for their things or anything like that. Right. I literally mean it like I'm going to make sure that everyone is happy with themselves. That's it. And that and, and that is exactly what this double or nothing was about. This is exactly what it was about for me. It's it's beyond a pandemic debate. It's because people came up with plans. People came up with ideas. People became very creative, right? And here we are, three years later. And and I could be very transparent here. I don't incriminate anybody, so I don't say names. But I know people who did all of that, and they're not happy. They're not happy because so, it was, so this it was is, more so, than what they thought it would be. Way more. Like you said, this is not for everybody. No, this isn't. People, people like, people like, um, people like the end goal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Everybody, everybody loves the end of it. Right. Yeah. Like the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. That's what everybody loves. Right. Like, see, I don't, there is no light at the end of the tunnel for me. Yeah. Yeah. There's just a journey. I love yes. the journey. Yeah. I love the the walking into my greatness, right? Mm. I don't know where where I'm going to be great at next, but I promise you that the next place I'm going to be, I'm going to be fucking great. That's it. And, and if in the other people words, that are around me, in other words, you're you're it's part of your plan to continue being great. Yeah, that's it. Gotcha. It's just walking in walking in my greatness, to be honest yeah. with you. It's not about there the the plan is to is to follow the plan. I, I feel you. you. Know what I'm saying like I feel you. Like that's what it is. Like honestly, um, I, I I'm not really big into like religion or anything mm-hmm. like that. Right? Like I'm really not. Um, there's reasons for it that I'm not. Right. But um, but I'm blessed somehow, some way. I don't know why, but some I was chosen some way. Okay. And I don't know why. But I was chosen. Okay. I really was. I feel like I feel like everything that happened to me, right? Like childhood, yes, growing up, um, all that stuff that happened to me, like I shouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? So like I, I don't think that I should be here. So for me to come to terms with not feeling worthy or um yeah like not feeling worthy of everything i have like i feel like i don't deserve this like this could have this gift could have went to someone else okay someone more deserving right someone more deserving maybe someone with a better past and all this other stuff i don't know right but it didn't Mm -hmm. but it didn't it came to me so you know double or nothing segment the first question under that says how do we get so lucky that's the question <laughs> on that segment how do we yeah, get so lucky just, i don't know you know i, mean, I, I want to believe somebody out there and it's my grandmother i'm telling you my grandmother. yeah yeah no 100 my grandma um so my grandma is one of the ones that first taught me not even taught me but like i fell in love with her cooking okay i fell in love with her in the kitchen i fell in love with her um, how my uncles and people, cousins, would run to her house, and she said she was going to cook. Oh, okay. I fell in love with that. 
You know what I'm saying? And then watching my mom cook and all that other stuff. I fell in love and I just learned watching. Um, I'm really good with that stuff. Like if, if I watch it, mm-hmm. I, can, I can make it. Like I don't need the recipe. If I watch you make it, I can make it. Okay. Um, it's, and it, it works like that with, with, for me, for me, it works like that with anything in life. Okay. Like I can go right now to your house right now uh-huh. on my GPS. Uh-huh. Tomorrow, a month from now, I can go to your house without a GPS. Okay. 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 I, I'm very good with remembering what I see. Gotcha. So, you know, so for me, the reason I say my grandmother is because in my first restaurant, I had a, an empty table. Okay. I was ready to open my first restaurant and my mom um, was like, oh, I want to see it. Okay. And she's like, well, how are you going to put the tables and all this stuff? You know, no, moms are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, this is, I'm like, so this is how I'm setting up the tables. I said, and there's going to be a table over there with only one chair uh-huh. and no one's allowed to sit there. That's what I said to my mom. Right. She's like, that's stupid. Blah, blah, blah. Like, it's not your restaurant. So, well, <laughs> I'm there. For, I, I literally no, bro. This is a, you ready? This is how it went down. She said, oh, I think that's, that's stupid. And I said, that shit says Chef Lucky's <laughs> Kitchen. What? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, that's what I said, right? But, like, I knew that. I knew that I, that, that was going to piss her off and make her upset and stuff like that, right? But I knew that the reason that there was that empty, there was only one chair, was because there was a picture of my grandmother that was going on that chair with a letter that I wrote to her. Okay. Right? My grandmother died um, about 21 years ago. Okay. Um, so I wrote her a letter when I opened that restaurant. And I put that letter on the table. I put a picture of my grandmother. I put a rose and I put a, uh, uh, another photo album, like a, a frame. Uh-huh. And it said, um, although the seat seems empty, it's reserved for someone who's in heaven or something like that. Okay. And that was it, right? So the night before I opened, I called my mom. And I was like, yo, before you come in here tomorrow, talk to Slick mm-hmm. about that one chair, one table. Come down. I want to show you something. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. She came down. She saw it balling. You know what I'm saying? Now now I know what I'm doing. Oh, that was very nice. You know what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but that's what it is. So I owe, I owe a lot to the women in my life. I've yes. been surrounded. Right. I've been surrounded by amazing, amazing women in my life. I am a very big advocate for women and stuff like that. Although I do I do disagree with a lot of other stigmas when it comes to women and all that stuff. Right. But and um we were t- I, I was at, so I was on vacation recently. Uh, I was in DR and we were having a conversation because I was really drunk one night and um somebody said something <laughs> somebody said something. So there was this there was this girl. There was this girl mm-hmm. at the bar. And I think she, yeah, she definitely cursed me out. Um, she said, she said something, she said something about, um, all about being equal to men. Okay. Something, something like that is what she said. Right. And I, I, again, I was a little intoxicated. Okay. It didn't matter though. The statement is still true. And I'm going to say it because the statement is still true. Ten toes down. Go ahead. Say it. I said, and I said, if, if you are concerned 
with being equal to a man, uh-huh. I can never talk to a girl like you. Okay. Because you need more ambition. Oh, that's interesting. I'm sorry. That's interesting. I'm sorry. It's true. You need more ambition than that. Because being equal to who? To me? I don't, I don't want to me. That is actually an interesting way to look at it. That's interesting. It's true. Think about it. What, 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 why do you want to be equal to a man? Because if you want to be equal to a man, then you can't have kids, right? Because you're a woman. Men can't have kids. So uh, this is... So you lack ambition. You know, I love learning from people. Um, for you, you see it as there has to be something more beyond that. 100%. Got it. That is so interesting. 100%. There has to be. For the record, I've never been the be, woman to be ambitious to be like a man. Let's just begin with that. But this is interesting. But, that, but no, no. It's but no, but there's a lot of women. Yeah. There's a lot of women that feel that way. That they feel that they want to achieve the same level of, I guess, certain things that men have, right? Like you want to, like equality, right? Like see, but I, I think believe that's, I, I believe think in certain I believe in though. certain things. But I think that's but I believe in certain things. But but for me, I I mean, for example, coming from corporate, I when I've when I've thought of equal rights or equal pay or things like that, right? That's different. It is totally different. And I That's think totally a lot different. of people confuse the two because the way you just pose that question is interesting. I've never looked at it from that side. But what I do know is whenever I thought of my ambition to where I want to go in life, to where I want to be career-wise right. or, or what have you, right? I've never said I want to be like him. I've never said that. I've never thought that. I've just wanted to be ambitious enough to push towards having a seat at the table. I'm still going to be me. I'm still going to serve what Daisy is and who Daisy is and what my expertise says from my experiences. But that's, but that's because you're, that's because you're, you are who you are. Right. You know but, but there are people when, when you don't know. who want the other per. I want to be like him. I want to, you know, and that's the part where it's like, shit, I didn't think of it that way. That is, that is, a, that is the threshold of your ambition. That's, that's as far as it goes. That's, that's it right there. That's, Got that's it. what, well, that's, but that's what it means. But if you yeah. think about it the way I do, that's, you're just looking at them like, what? Got it. Like, that's what you want to be. Like, yeah. you just want to be like, you don't want more. Like you don't want more. Right. Like, right. You lack ambition. You lack ambition. You know, I, I was planning to ask you a question with a lot. I, I only wrote the last question. I didn't write these last little three questions for you because I like to leave some things for surprises, but you just gave them to me. <laughs> right. So the last question on the segment was me asking you come September um, towards the end of the year, what will your recipe book look like? And then it was going to follow up with um, I call it the recipe book, but then it was going to follow up with give me a recipe on on living that peaceful life. Give me a recipe. Right. So on I'll go pivot. back to the first one really quick. Yes. Right. So the, 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 my book that's coming out is called, I woke up this morning. Yes. Um, it is literally the title in itself is something that I've learned when I've unpacked and therapy and counseling and, uh, AA meetings and all that shit. Right. So I, I, I tackled all those things and then I woke up one morning. And when I woke up that morning, I chose to change my life. So by choosing to change my life, I have obviously gotten to a way better place in my life, way better situation for myself, my family, my kids, everyone, 
everyone who's around me is in a better position than when they first met me. And I like to do that to a lot of people. I like to leave you with more than you came with. You know what I'm saying? And um, so my book is literally a life story through food. So in my book, it'll tell you the struggles. It'll tell you um, how I learned how to make certain foods, where I learned it from, what was happening in my life at the time, um, the traumas, the, the, the successes, the tribulations, the, the joy, the, the heartbreaks. The, it talks about love, romance, sex, uh, fucking, it talks about everything. There's no, there's nothing hidden in there. Um, I'm probably going to get sued probably three times and I'm cool with that. Um, we're not, we're not incriminating anybody. No, 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 there's no, I changed names, but they're going to know who they are. Um, but but it is what it is and it's okay. And I, I've prepared, I've prepared myself for that mentally. Um, and I'm a strong believer that life is life. man. Right. You don't like it. And if you listen, everybody wants the truth until you tell them the truth. Right. Right. You know, so it's like, whatever, you get mad, you get mad, you know, people get mad reading the newspaper in the morning, so they'll be fine. If you don't <laughs> like my book, don't buy it. Like, honest to God, bro, like, I'm gonna be honest, man, listen, if you don't like my book, don't buy it. If you don't like my attitude, don't buy it. If you think I'm an asshole, don't buy it. It don't matter to me because I wrote this book for me. I wrote this book for uh, my family. I wrote this book for everyone who told me that I couldn't do it Mm. or who told me that I wouldn't succeed or who Mm. told me that I would fail and I would fail and all that stuff. I wrote this book for you. So whether you read it or you don't, you're in it. You might as well read it. Um. (laughs) I'm with you on that. I mean, we're going to include all the handles on the yeah. show notes for sure um and we're not we're, we're still got the overdose for the record i just want to make make sense out of something okay i kind i i sent the agenda over to chef and i said you know the first segment is the raw mess of the week and is anything relevant blah blah blah. i didn't intend to start with this because in truth i knew how our conversations flow so i said to myself this shit is gonna get messy eventually so i'm not gonna even like bring up nothing right it, that, it's gonna get messy by I, itself, know, I knew man. it was right but i as it's soon as going. i just saw the vibe i was like, i'm just gonna hit record this this shit is gonna flow right in right and 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 i want to say i think i've only had one other recording in the 127 28 episodes that flowed like that so you're like the second only episode that has flowed right in and and i don't take those for granted because i feel like although i learn from every guest okay to a certain magnitude i appreciate when when two people can have just such a very organic and natural conversation that just goes um so with that i want to i want to a pre, first give you gratitude and, and acknowledgement and recognition Ooh. for giving Wait, us several recipes. Yes, talk to me. <laughs> I just want to, so that was, that's what the book is about. Yeah. Now the one recipe for life. Yes. Right? I didn't forget that one. Made, okay. So <laughs> yeah. the one recipe for life and how I've made peace with it mm-hmm. right, is, and, and there is, so I've, so I've, I'll say it like this. So I have, Forgiven people who haven't asked for forgiveness. All right. Read me for filth, why don't you? Huh? Read me for filth, why don't you? (laughs) So I have forgiven people who haven't apologized. 
I have forgiven people who have talked behind my back. Mm. I have forgiven people who continue to talk about my back. I have helped more people than I've hurt. And I've made that a mission since I've gotten better in life. And I've made myself more accessible to helping others and stuff like that because I first needed to help myself. Now that I am helped and now that I feel amazing and I wouldn't say that I'm cured or (laughs) anything like that because life is an everyday process. I wake up depressed every single morning. I suffer from it. Um, I just learned how to get past it. I learned the things that I need to do to make me happy so that I can proceed in my day. So all those things being accounted for, like I said, you know, forgiving people is very difficult when they don't apologize, right? But they're not hurting. It's only you that's hurting. So I have forgiven them. And then what makes it even easier for me is I've forgiven myself. So if, and I, like I said, an 80% in my past life and relationships and even some friendships and family relationships, I was the problem. And I have never apologized to certain people because we just stopped talking or we don't communicate. And I I never got the chance to apologize. I'm not apologizing now either. Um, I, <laughs> just I heard say you. that real quick. Because yeah, <laughs> I'm not apologizing. In case y'all needed that disclaimer. Case, right. Yeah, there yeah, it goes. I'm, not, yeah. I'm not apologizing. I'm simply saying that I have forgiven myself. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't forgiven me, that is a you problem, not a me problem. Right. And that is how I have become who I am in my peace. If something someone says about me to someone, it comes back to me. At that moment, I've made a choice. And at that moment, I've made a choice whether you're my cousin, whether you're my brother, whether you're my sister, whether you're my stepfather, whether you're my father, whether you're a fucking friend, someone I grew up with, whether you're my ex-wife, my ex-girlfriends, all that shit. I don't give a fuck. I choose me. I choose me today. I'm going to choose me tomorrow and I'm going to choose me every single day that I get to wake up. You know, ladies and gentlemen, if y'all heard my Solita episode from last week, you would know why I just said he's reading me for fails. Um, Because ever so often, you know, I, I, I lean into the space of not like this and, and whatnot. Right. But it's true. It's very, very true. As somebody who has done the work, I am only hurting myself uh, as someone who has done the work to know what it is to either forgive or forget or both um you know that that realizes that that it's okay to put up boundaries it's okay to be protective of wait one can thing. you do both um i have <laughs> i have i have i have i have done both i have um, i can't i can't i have but let me just i can forgive this. let me just let me just say what it has taken for me to do the forgive and forget I'm going to give you a perfect example. And I know he listens. Um, My good old friend, Roberto. Uh, If if anybody who has been here, they know that story of how we reconnected. It was honestly, he, it was years. We had not spoken. He was, he was someone I consider my brother, my best friend. I went years needing him and I didn't have him. And one day I just get a DM 
on the podcast page talking about, I love your show. You don't remember me. And I'm like, I don't know who you are. Who is this? Like, where are you from? And he tells me who he is. And it took no more than two seconds for me to just say, oh, my God, like, where have you been? I've needed you. And what was crazy is at the moment, I even forgot what the issue was. I forgot what the problem was to begin with. What I appreciated so much in that moment was that he, as a man, approached me and said, I fucked up. I did wrong. I said, oh, it was a misunderstanding. He said, no, I I misjudged you. I I was wrong. It was me. It was my fuck up. This is all on me. I should have never hurt you like this. I should have never done this. I should have never assumed. And because I truly felt that it was sincere, because I truly felt that this is my brother again talking to me, I forgave and forgot. I did. It's like it never happened. that's amazing. Honestly, that's amazing. The fact that yeah. the fact that you the fact that when you were so excited yeah. that he DM'd you. Yeah. The fact that the first thing you thought of was like, where have you been? Yeah. Instead of what the fuck you hitting me up for? <laughs> no. That's do you get what I'm saying though? Yeah. But that's that that right there was the the gateway for you to be like, Yeah, yeah. we're good. And that's like, what it is for and, me. And even the fact that he said, like, yo, this is on me. Yeah. Like, yeah. I own this shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's and that's what I'm saying. Like See that 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 to me is beautiful because I I stand like that. Do you get what I'm saying? Like I I know I know I was wrong. I know there's man, listen, there's stories, boy. I was wrong, right. hundred fucking percent. I I always say it. There's nothing. There's nothing that anybody could say about me in my past that I haven't said myself. Right. Do you get what I'm saying? Right. So you 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 you're not gonna make me feel bad when they get like I know I was a scumbag. Like I'm cool. I'm perfectly fine. I was that keyword. Right. I was that person. You right. know what I'm saying? But that person don't exist. I'm not him. Right. This is it. And and for me, Chef, this is why it's so important to me to 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 put this out there and, and understand. In some cases, even if they do apologize, I will still forgive. I don't necessarily forget it. With most people No, but that's what I said. I, I can forgive anybody. I just, I just can't forgive it. I keep it there and I and I know yeah. it's what happened. With some people, I will forgive, and I've learned how to forgive from a distance and never speak to them ever again. I've forgiven them, and that's yeah. that. But at the end of the day, what I've learned about myself, about me, is that I do know how to accept an apology. I know how right. to embrace that. That means so much to me, which is why when I know I've been wrong, I will apologize I absolutely will. I just refuse to be the person who is constantly always and only the person apologizing or allowing things to 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 right. grant leeway or to grant opportunity for the next time to happen mm-hmm. again. Get what I'm saying? And so that's no, where I know exactly if we're being honest, I know exactly what you're talking about. Right. Too. So for me we had this yeah, conversation. We, did. we had the conversation. Mm-hmm. So for me, that's where I consider, you know, I, I appreciate you, Sherry. It's, dis- it's just disrespectful. Right. It's just disrespectful. Right. And if you allow that, and if you allow that, if you allow that, then you're hurting yourself. So, and because I am. they genuinely don't give a fuck because they continue to do the same actions over that they've and over done in again. the past. Yes. Yes. It's it's literally the definition of insanity. Yes. You think about it. Yes. Like they they keep doing the same thing, same thing, and you're hoping it changes the outcome. Yeah. Absolutely. It's not gonna happen. Absolutely. It's not gonna happen. I, I appreciate you sharing that that recipe of life. Uh, because I think, I think one of the beautiful things in this, 
in this episode, but also in, in what your book is going to entail. And, and I definitely encourage everyone. I'm going to put it in the show notes, all the links so you can go Thank follow. You. Um, we could learn so much about other people's stories, whether we've lived in those same shoes, in those same streets, um, in those same journeys or not. We could learn so much about people's journeys, people's stories, people's decisions. Mm-hmm. I always say time and time again, and we'll never get tired of saying it. We are experts of our experiences. I'm not an expert of none of my degrees. My degrees are my credentials. My degrees are, right. are, are things that I like, I logged on to for school. I learned, mm-hmm. I, I've been able from everything that I got in a degree and all the debt that I got, there are things I've been able to apply, but I'm an expert right. of my experiences. I'm an expert of my practice of what I've dedicated myself to learn, to teach, and, and so on and so forth and practice, not from what I sat down in school and gathered all these, these yeah. degrees, you know what I mean? And, and I want to say that because while I am proud of that, because it took work, there is, there is so much value in experience. There's so much value. No, I agree. In and that. I want to clear that up too. I'm not, I'm not telling anybody not to go to school or not right. to pursue a corporate job because that was the one thing I wanted to get to really quick. And I forgot about yeah. the pandemic era thing. So, so I treat every one of my businesses as a job. Okay. I, I, I genuinely do. I genuinely do. I go in, I clock in, I clock out, I go home. Right. If I say the kitchen closes at nine, if we're not busy at nine o'clock, I'll, I'm the first one out. I'm the first one there and the first one gone. I open the doors most of the time. If I, not lately, lately, Jose, my, my worker, my, my chef, he's the mm-hmm. one that's been doing everything. I've been busy with private events, traveling, all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. But I show up for like the big events I cook and then I go home. Right. I, I'm not, I, I, I don't, I'm not, I don't live there, bro. Yeah. I, 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 I've evolved from that. Do you get what I'm saying? So, so corporate life, nine to five life, there's nothing wrong with it. Right. right. I treat my entrepreneur life. I treat my business life as a regular nine to five job. That's amazing. I go to work. I go to work, I go in, I work just like everyone else, and then I go home. Yeah. I don't sit there. I'm not sitting down at the table all night while everybody's working and everybody's busy. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, I own this place. Right. No. Right. I'm there to work. And if I'm not there to work, I don't need to be there. Right. Everybody knows that. I don't need to be somewhere that I'm not working. Yeah. There are certain nights at Chloe's right now where we're slow. Yeah. I'm not going there. Yeah. For what? For what I if I go there and then I have an employee that I that's that goes there, so now I have to pay him right and my time right for what right that right. that's that's his job I own the place right that's your job you go to work right when we're busy I'll show up you right. know what I'm saying I treat it like a job I genuinely do I treat it like a job I I and the thing is that so when I say I treat it like a job though I want to clear it because I do treat it like a job. Because I don't run all my businesses. Right. So like I was saying earlier, I, I have been blessed with amazing, and I, and, I, and I always say this, with amazing females in my life. Always. Yeah. When, when it comes to, to my ex-wife, when it comes to my mom, when it comes to my friends, my family, when it comes to every single female in my life. Mm, talk about that. Okay? Mm. I don't have it. I don't have it. My sister, um, our relationship is not as tight as it used to be because I chose peace. So my sister is a single mom. Yeah. 
my sister is a single mom who has a full-time job. Mm-hmm. She has uh, two, yeah, she has two kids and now a grandkid. Um, and she has a small business okay. on top of her nine to five. Okay. So my sister is a fucking hustler. All right. Amen. She's about it. My sister's dope. My mom. I mean, it's, it's my mom. If I'm, if I'm this amazing, imagine, how imagine that. Amen. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> but then, but then, but then, then you, then you surround yourself with other people. Right? Yeah. So, so then I have my daughters, which are amazing. Um, my daughter's a pastry chef. She actually went to school and all that other stuff. She's the one that runs my cafeteria, all that other stuff. My cafeteria is ran by my daughter. Lauren does, Lauren is the CEO, the COO of L unit. She's the COO of Chef Lucky, um, the brand, all that stuff. She does everything. Yeah. I don't know nothing. Yeah. I promise you, I've, I've, I've given that power away when I chose peace. I only want to do what makes me happy. What makes me happy is cooking. What makes me happy is showing up to events. Yeah. Lauren makes sure that all that stuff is taken care of. Yeah. She does all the paperwork. She does all the contracts. She does all the, the finder's fees. She does all the licensing. She does everything. Yeah. I, don't, I don't do anything. So that, that aspect of the cafeteria, I don't take care of. My daughter cooks there. My daughter runs it. Lauren takes care of everything else. The food truck, Lauren takes care of everything else. Lauren does all the paperwork. She does all that stuff. All, that, all I do is show up and cook. Right. I, I, we have meetings. I'll sit down. We'll talk about pricing. I do the pricing, all that other stuff, because I got to determine how much I'm going to get paid. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hear you. So, so all this stuff is done for me by women. Yeah. Josie, my best friend. Yes. Josie came to my restaurant, decorated it, her and her, her staff, yeah, all those beautiful yeah. people, amazing people did everything at my restaurant. She has um, launched my career when I first started my catering company. Um, she's been a supporter for moons. Yes. And the whole forgive and forget thing comes really deep because now this is going to be a shock. Um, so me and Josie literally stopped talking for about three years. Really? Yeah. And one million percent, it was her fault. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who don't remember, Josie was on this episode a couple of episodes ago. Totally kidding. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. It was one million percent my fault. Mm-hmm. And um, it was something that that happened when I was in a dark period mm-hmm. place in my life. Mm-hmm. And I was granted the opportunity to have her back in my life and she it's amazing and i and i actually like i set up the reunion to see her again Uh literally i set it up like she was i so i own uh uh kitchen where other chefs would be cooking at okay so one of my homegirls was a chef and she was cooking josie's meal plans at the time so now i haven't talked to josie in like three years so when she said, oh, yeah, I'm doing Josie. She's coming here to pick it up. I said, she's coming where? She said, she's coming to, she, so we, she was on the phone. She's like, she's coming here to pick up her food. I said, I said, she's not coming to Chef Lucky's Kitchen to pick up her food. Like, that's what I said. Yeah. Like, I'm like, yo, this girl, she's not coming in. I haven't seen this girl in forever. She's definitely not coming in here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I drove all the way from my house to the kitchen, like 40 minutes. I was like, oh, yeah, you're going to come? Then we're going to see. 
And then she came, got her food, and I was like, yo, can I talk to you for a minute? I'm like, the fuck? You kind of, you ain't seen it says Chef Lucky right there? She saw. <laughs> she saw. She's cool for the food. So, so, so yeah, so then I, I, I went outside, and I, and, and, I talk, and I talked to her, and, and, and I just, I, I, I don't even think I said much, if I'm being mm-hmm. honest. I just said that I was sorry, and that I never got a chance to really apologize, and I wanted to apologize, that I was in a dark place, and I've learned that what I did was wrong, and I was really a fucked up individual, and all this other stuff. And I apologize, and I say, "Hey, listen, I'm not asking you for let's pick back up where right. we left off. I'm just saying, if you're open to having a friend again, please let me know." And then that was it. And then literally, we, you know, it started off slow, like once in a while, and then now she's like, she's like right here all the time. Yeah, all the time, <laughs> all the time. Because that's how, because because that's how it was like when we first when I first launched my business and all that yeah. stuff, like she was the one that was always like, yo, you need to start working. You need to do this. You need to yeah. do that. You need to do this. And mm-hmm. she still does that. It's annoying as fuck. No, but, she's but fantastic. She's right, All the no. annoyance is fantastic. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's no, I, I listen, you know, cause you already spoke yes. to her many times, but I'm yeah. telling you as far as, far as my business, um, as far as my business it comes into that, it's, it's a lot to do with, yeah. with Josie. It's a lot to do with Lauren. It's a lot to do with, with them um just making sure that i'm taken care of yeah. and 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 not only business wise like uh my my this is probably gonna bother but my female best friend right mm-hmm. my because i have two uh-huh. so my other female best friend um <laughs> listen so people are huh? territorial <laughs> <laughs> no that's why you gotta give numbers man it's so crazy i'm not even sure which number i'm not gonna say a number forget it i have my female friend like i said i have a lot of i have a lot of dope females around me mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and then um cecilia is my my friend my fucking dope ass soul and she's always making sure that besides the business aspects of my life that i am okay you know and and josie josie um does the same thing and lauren um they're very very aware of my issues with mental health and with my issues with well, I don't have any issues anymore with substance, but I used yeah, to. Right. Um, so so they're they're very big into making sure that I'm okay yeah. mentally and physically more than I am financially because like I said, it's anyone who knows me knows and it and what did my boy say yesterday? That's rich nigga problems. Um my, money to me is is a piece <laughs> of paper. It comes yeah. and it goes and I don't really look at it as as a defining factor of success. Yeah. My success is freedom. I chase freedom. I don't chase money. I'm not, I don't care. I don't yeah. care. As long as I have enough to pay the bills and, and I'm not living in the streets anymore, I don't really care. Amen. I spend it, I spend it just as fast as it comes because if I, if I die tomorrow, I can't take it with me. Yeah. So, Amen to that. Uh, I feel you 100%. We are going to go into, um, y'all, if y'all didn't write down those recipes, just, <laughs> I don't know what to tell y'all because there's been several recipes that he just handed out to us here. That's all I'm going to say. Um, we're going to go into the overdose and that is the last segment. That one I definitely want to keep. Right. Um, I, I've said this before in, on this show. I've always thought about, fuck, should I change the name? <laughs> overdose. Because um, yeah. I'm in healthcare because, you know, um, very transparently. Okay. And, and I've shared it here. I once upon a time in a dark place also um, depended a lot on pills. And um, it was Me not too. That's my what I was yeah. To. 
it's not my proudest moment, but on the overdose, mm-hmm. um, here we share something or anything. We are either overjoyed with or completely over it. And it could be about absolutely anything. I definitely plan to share mine, but is there anything over it? completely? A- and it could oh. be anything, anything. I am over the wait, hold on. <laughs> oh, he's so <laughs> yeah. so no. So okay. So one thing I'm overjoyed with. Okay. I am I'm overjoyed with the I'm over yeah. So I am overjoyed with the fact that life for me has gotten so much easier and so much better. Okay. by by choosing myself over everything. Nice. I am overjoyed because for so long, I, I I made sure that everyone else was taken care of and I wanted to make sure you were happy. And right. I wanted to make sure that I did everything to make a partner or a business or anything like that. I wanted to make everyone else happy. And um, I've learned that doing that was just not making me happy. Hmm. so now i have limits and expect and not, not expectations i hate that word so i don't expect anything from anybody because then you can't be disappointed hmm. I, I and i know it's sad to live like that and, and a lot of people say that and my therapist said the same thing but um <laughs> yeah. but the truth is the truth right and no but the truth is the truth i'm not right. going to change i'm not going to change that aspect of my life right. um I, i've been disappointed multiple times in life um yeah. very deep hardcore disappointments and stuff like that so i've i've learned that um if you if you don't expect anything you you can't get disappointed and the fact that if you don't expect something and someone does something it makes it that much more joyous in okay. my opinion okay so i've learned that accepting that is one of the best things i've ever done so that's what i'm most joyous about okay and what i'm over <laughs> what, what i'm over <laughs> if i'm being honest is that I feel, yeah, how do I explain this? <laughs> the best you can. Yeah. I'm over the, the, the stigma of being selfish. Oh, that's spicy. Yeah. yeah. I think I'm a second and, you and, on and, that one. And the access and, and, and allowing access to people. I'm over. Yeah. I don't I don't like to give too much access um to people that don't deserve it. Um if you deserve it, if if you're a part of my life and you're someone that I hold near and dear to me, you can you can know my whole life and it wouldn't make a difference to me. Okay. Um because I don't I don't speak about certain things. I don't speak about um a lot of a lot of things on Instagram or Facebook or podcast. Right. I really don't. And the reason I don't is because I used to and I used to praise everything that I used to do. And I used to praise everyone that was in my life. And I used to praise the friends, the girls, the guys, the people, the businesses. I used to praise everybody. Right. And I wanted everyone to win. And I still want everyone to win. And I, and I don't want to take away from that. I do want everybody to win. I'm just not going to help you win anymore. Okay. That's That's how I feel on that aspect. And I feel like... Um, people say that I've changed and people say that I've, that I've become too big of a big headed or a celebrity or whatever it is that they say. And it's not that 
I've changed. It's just that I just, I'm not accepting bottom level shit anymore. That's, that's, that's safe, selfish. That's, that's safe, selfish. And, and that's, I'm not, I'm not accepting, I'm not accepting the bare minimum. I'm sorry. It's a privilege to be in my life. It is. I am, I'm a vibe. I am fucking, I'm energy. Like if you're bringing my energy down or you're making me, uh, forget, or if you make me forget what my purpose is because I'm too busy worried about your purpose. Yeah. I, I choose me. I choose me. I choose me every single day. day. And, and that's, that's the way it is. So I'm over having to explain why I choose me. Absolutely. I, I, I applaud you on that. I want to be very clear on something. I don't like, there's a difference between someone who chooses to be selfish, to protect themselves and to sustain their peace and maintain their peace and their sanity. Because I, I, I was someone who would criticize the, the, and stigmatize selfishness. I was until someone educated me on it and said, you know, there is a way to be safely selfish. And I said, well, how? And, and they started explaining to me, and this was about maybe like over a year ago, a year and a half ago. And I remember when they explained to me and I was like, "Mm, I don't know if that makes any sense. I don't think it's good to be selfish at this end of the day. Right. Like I used to just think to myself, right. But there's still, there's always been that part of me that could be judgmental. Right. And until I was faced with a situation where it's like, well, hold up a second. This person is selfish, but I can tell their intentions and their reasons are not to be protective of themselves. I see ill intentions. I see malicious intentions and, and malicious behavior. And I don't like that type of selfish. And, That's and, and in turn, yeah. I realized I said, no, 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 wait a minute. It's time for me to be selfish and and protect myself from that. It's time for me to put my foot down and, and to and to put those boundaries up. And I started to realize that. And I wasn't diving right into it. I wasn't jumping right into it. I, I was I was being observant. I was being cautious. I, I have no shame in admitting that. I was being cautious on it because I wanted to make sure that I was understanding what my body and my mental was telling me I needed to do because I was so judgmental on the idea of selfishness until I realized that it's okay to be selfish. Mm. And that is the safe selfish. That is the one that, that you do go into the protective mode and you're allowed to, because if you don't protect yourself, who the fuck is going to do it? That's exact. That's, that's it right there. That's, that's it right there. That's the answer to anyone who questions it. Yeah. I'm, I, I, what happens if, if no one loves you, right. right? but you love everyone. Uh, right. Mm. Listen, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. It, but that's what I mean though. That's, but that's what I mean. That's why selfish in that aspect of it is the right way to be in right. my opinion. Yeah. Because if, if you allow everyone access, then everyone can find a way to hurt you. Absolutely. And if you allow only certain people in your life and you're selfish with your privacy and you're selfish with that stuff, then the people that are in it, they, even they in return know how important they are because not everyone gets that access. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what? I I'm so grateful. I'm going to jump into what I'm overjoyed with. Um, it, It makes perfect sense for this. And I'm one, um, you know, it's one thing to give recognition is another to be grateful for certain things. 
And I don't even want to go back to how it was that I connected with you or with Josie and all that, because that's a, that's a story for another day in another episode, if that's, but, um, <laughs> but I do want to be, <laughs> I'm a bitch. Just say it. Say Chef no, no, Lucky's my king. No. <laughs> That might be the title of this episode. This, okay, hold Chef on. Lucky is my king. It all started during an IG live and a troll <laughs> in Chef Lucky's page, who was like, "Let me hit Chef Lucky's my king," and I was my like, king. "I was like, oh my god!" So that's that's the um, and we need to get those t-shirts done, right? But we need to get new t-shirts. We do. We need to get the t-shirts done. But I do want to show a. Uh, uh, a sense of gratitude to you because I have created a platform where I could tell my story and I have told my story, but from the moment that I was able to share with you and you being one of the few people who is not a therapist about what my experience was and, and being able to admit it and to accept it and continue to accept it because it's part of my journey. I, I wrote an ebook where I just share about my darkest point, but I never said what my lowest, darkest point was. I never really gave all those details, right? You created a space from day one in conversation where it was okay to talk about that low point. It was okay to right. talk about that dark space without even knowing what it was, without ever meeting me face to face. Right. And I want to show uh, a sense and, and, and dose of gratitude to you because Thank you. in life, I feel like we need that. And you never know who is around you that, that needs that. And right. ever since then, I've committed to really pick up on, on people's nonverbal cues, to really pick up on people's mm -hmm. tone of voice, to really pick up on, on, on others moments. and. Right. I've been able to do that. And I actually was able to do that this week. And to the extent that the person said, you are God's son and you were an angel who came at the right time to talk to me in this moment. And I just had a feeling. I just knew from what I was yeah, seeing. You never, you, like, that could have been his last moment. Yes. If you didn't yes. talk to him. Yes. And, and, that's, and, why, that's why I say it. it's, it's so easy to be kind. Yes. It's so easy. Yes. Especially, especially for us, especially for us, because we're broken, because we've yeah. been broken, yeah. because we've been in the dark places. So yes. why, why, why can't we just be loving? Right. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. yo, if people, I always say, if people could hate for, for no reason, then I can love for no, for reason. no reason. I don't right. need a reason. Right. I don't need a reason. Right. And it doesn't, it doesn't need to get to, to that point, honestly. And, and, and so my overjoyment is having been able to create, um, a certain extent of bonds here and getting to know people who, who have just brought with them and their story, a sense of peace in itself and, and, and to continue to encourage people to share their stories and to talk about what it is that they've lived and what it is that they are experts of because you might be teaching someone a thing or mm -hmm. two and you just yeah. never know what level of comfort you are bringing through that teaching. You just never know. And, no, and that's what I'm overjoyed with in this moment. The one thing I am over it is um, something that my son and I had a conversation on and he kind of just, you know, put it out there. And I kind of talked about this before. And I just want to say, ladies and gentlemen, I'm a mom. 
Okay. I'm 37. My child is 16. He's a young man. I don't know what I'm going to feel if my son is 24 and he's dating a 42, 43 year old woman. But can society just please lay off on these really older women dating younger basketball players and shit and stop criticizing so much and stop judging so much? I am at a space where I get it. I understand, you know? I just think that we, you know, society is just being so crucial and detrimental in certain areas. And I, I just want to believe that maybe, just maybe, a 24-year-old might be able to fall in love with a 40-year-old. I don't know. I, I'm I just... I don't see why it wouldn't. I, you know, I feel like we're tracing it back to, oh my God, that's so rapey. Oh my God, that's so this. And I get it. In some instances, it might be. But maybe, just maybe in some instances, people are just falling in love and they really are just getting to know each right. other. And, and and technically, a 24-year-old young man is an adult. Twenty-one, a 24-year-old man is definitely an adult. Right, right. And so <laughs> it, came, it came up in conversation where my son, who's 16, he was like, Mom, really, I want to see your point of view in this. Like, you're, you're an older woman, you're, you're a mother. Like, how would you feel? And, and for a split second, we talk about happy. What's your age limit? For my son? No, for you. For me? Well, the, the, I'm 37. The youngest. What's the youngest? The youngest? I mean, I'm 37. I would probably you not would go accept right younger now. than 30. But that's from preference for me. Like, I don't know if I could take anything younger. It would have to be someone extremely mature. And right. let me just say this for the record. I'm 37 now. When I was 33, I dealt with a 28-year-old. And he was fairly mature. He was. He was fairly mature. He he got. I think happy. it's different for guys. You think because so? Because girls are mature at a younger age. Yeah, mm. I think so. I think so. So would you say then? So to your point, see to your point. Would you say that a twenty-four-year-old young man does know what he's doing? Is he mature enough to be in a relationship with a forty-something-year-old woman? Depends on the dude himself, though. Okay. I would, I would have to know him to judge him, okay. not even to judge him, but to give an opinion, to give an opinion, okay. you know what I'm saying? To give an opinion. I know, I know for myself, I'm 41 years old and, okay. um, well, you said 24. Uh, yeah. I'm giving him 24. Yeah. I wouldn't do that. Okay. For, for a young, oh, young woman. No. Okay. There's rules, bro. You gotta be a couple. You gotta be a couple years older than my oldest daughter. <laughs> okay, well, no. Okay, so see, no, no, no. I okay, I'm with you on that. Like, we I got am. we we talk about like yeah, yeah, 30s. Like if anything like that, you're, you're talking about older. I mean, honestly, um, to me, it's irrelevant. But for 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 women that are older dating younger men, okay, um, I don't I don't see a problem with it. Honestly, I mean, mm -hmm. I think. <laughs> I mean, if we're being honest, I mean, there was growing up, like, that's what you wanted. Like, I didn't want a girl my age. I wanted someone older. Older. Okay. So that's, so that's where I'm kind of going with this. I, yeah. Again, every story is different. We see shit in the, in the media and the news and, you know, social medias and the celebrity shit. I'm not talking about every single story. I'm simply talking about this, this whole judgment around, oh, that could be your son or, or that's someone's yeah. son. And it's like. I, I, I'm just that's because people are miserable. Like love is love. Society, no, like can people society fall in love? in itself, yes, one hundred percent. Society in itself is miserable. So anything, anything that they can talk about, right? Mm -hmm. They're going to talk about it. Right. That's just the way it is. That's just the way it is. Oh my God, she's too old for him. He's too young. Or what's wrong? Because look, 
one side of this, one side of this is looking at this like, yo, this guy is too young. This lady's crazy. Like this is like mm-hmm. rapey or whatever it is mm-hmm. that this one side is saying, right? Yeah. Now the other side, the other side is like, oh, this nigga trying to come up. This mm-hmm. girl probably got money. That's why he's with her. Oh, he's trying to come up. Uh, there's two sides. <laughs> there's two sides. Damn. You get what I'm saying? two sides to it there's there's two sides and on that note guys chef do you want to tell the audience <laughs> where they can... <laughs> yeah i wasn't even trying to go that way but he's right he's right i wasn't even yeah. trying to go but he's right <laughs> would you like to tell my listeners where they can follow you go support your businesses um be in tune with chef lucky i i i'm easily tracked um, <laughs> no, but listen really quick before I even say all that, um, yeah. if anybody, anybody, any male or female on here heard or understood or felt anything that I said, and if you're looking for a place to feel comfortable mm. in yourself, um, my DMs is a public page. You can please reach out to me if you do not want to say who you are, create another account. I don't give a fuck. But please, please, I said it earlier and I'm going to say it again. I'd rather read and talk to you about your story than read about your life in a newspaper. Oh, amen. He means that, by the way, guys. He means it. I do. I can be found on Instagram. It is It's Chef Lucky. Or you can just literally, it's cheflucky.com. Everything is on there. My restaurants are at Chloe's Restaurant in Patterson. If you're looking for a really nice time, tapas menu, uh, really fun vibes, it's a BYOB. Please come by. Um, The food truck is at Suerte Food Truck. Uh, The calendar, yeah, the calendar for May is already done, so I should upload that within the next few days um, for May. And that's it, man. My book comes out. Might be pushed a little bit, That's but okay. 2023, fall of 2023, okay. um, there was a, a a little writer's block that I was going through for a while, so I fixed okay. it. Uh, <laughs> and that's it, man. And um, the way I want to end this is with a, a statement that I said about 40 days ago. Mm. 40 days ago, I said, a man can't control his urges can't control his life you did say that to me but he did say that yeah and that is accurate and that is really true and for guys who um feel like you need to be this macho man or all this other stuff to get all these girls and all that stuff i promise you it's not that it's 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 you you just got to be comfortable with yourself. They're all going to be there eventually. And the girls that are there are not going to be there. They're not for you. Mm. Don't force anything. If you force anything, nine out of ten times, it's shit. Mm. He so. said what he said, y'all. He said what he said. Um, For the record, I'm not going to tell you why he said that to me. But it, it, it starts with an L and it goes as Lent. And that is where I'm going to end it. Um. <laughs> but no but that is that is life honestly honestly that is life um listen i want to thank you first really quick um Mm -hmm. i again like you said our our communication and our friendship from 
day one started off amazing and yeah. it was a safe space for us yeah. to talk and it was a, a safe space for when we didn't want to talk but someone knew that they needed to yes so i just want to say thank you for always being there thank you for answering you. my dms thank you for entertaining my stupidity at night <laughs> um thank you for yeah because i get on here and i'm high and drunk and i just start talking so i apologize for those i don't apologize they're fucking fun no. times um <laughs> But no, listen, guys, um, honestly, thank you, Daisy. Thank you so much. You have no idea. Um, I've, I've, when I first heard about you, when I first learned about you, I've read and I've listened to the story. I've listened to it. I've seen your podcast with Josie. I've seen your mm -hmm. podcast with Leanne. I've seen your work outside of it. I see what you do for your kid, and I think you're amazing. Thank you. And if anyone doesn't see what I see, they're either blind or stupid i'm gonna go with stupid um thank you and that's yeah no you're amazing and i and i just don't want you to forget how amazing yes. you are i don't want you to forget that everything everything that happens in life is happening for a reason mm -hmm. um although you might not see it it's perfectly fine because you can't see tomorrow yet anyway amazing oh i appreciate that and once again on the right time he says what he needs to say at the right moment and i appreciate that um once again guys this has been another week and another episode on double dose of raw talk podcast i'm your host misty and you guys will tune in next week bye don't forget to follow us on instagram and twitter and we are live on your favorite podcast streaming platform make sure to tell a friend to tell a friend to subscribe rate and review Talk to you later. Bye.